Man, I wish I had a clean way to get into this next bit. I don't quite know how to do it. Uh, let's see what'll work. I'd love a segue. How much? Segway for sale. Segway for sale. Segway. Can I have a segway? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> I'll take I'll take a $5 segway. Thank you. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you. Cool. All right. Hey, look at that. I have a natural transition into my next joke. So, Ben. Justin. Guess what I was doing today. I don't want to know. It was probably pooping. Oh, yeah. It was, you got it, listening to comedy. A comedy album so good, so funny, I thought this would make for an awesome guest here on Half a Star. And oh. so I reached out to Pete Holmes, not available or interested, uh, I assume based on him not replying to my email. Uh, but you know who we did get? Who? Guess. Uh, Come on. Mike Carosa? Yay! Oh, my Whoa, God! Hey, look at that! <laughs> That's right. Mike, Mike Carosa gave me a rough cut of his new album. It's coming out very soon. What's it called, Justin? Cherubic. Cherubic comes out September 4th and was recorded by Mike Carosa at the awesome venue, The Ossington in Toronto, and is, I think shaping up to be the definitive work of Mike Carosa. So go download it September 4th so it can become the number one hit on iTunes. Yeah, you hear that Metallica? Mike's coming for you. So Mike describes his stand-up persona as a, quote, fun, silly boy, end quote. And it's one that is playful, absurd, and naive. But there's sort of an alt-comedy element to it as well. Uh, Carosa likes to play with expectations of comedy and remind the audience that they are being entertained. So, you know, the show is immersive, but you will always be reminded that this is a performance. He's open for people like Tignataro, Todd Glass, Kyle Kinane, and has been featured on Just for Laughs, as well as other festivals around the world. And his new album is available September 4th. Cherubic. Cherubic. I just know it means... <laughs> cute little angel baby so give it up for <laughs> your favorite my favorite everybody's favorite cute little comedy angel baby here he is it's mike carosa hi everybody hi, mike. hi hi friends <laughs> what's going on now now um i'm living in toronto that's uh, where i'm that's where I am at. Uh, Montreal is the best city in the world, but Toronto can have me for a little bit. I am releasing my debut stand-up comedy album, Cherubic, September 4th. It's, uh, you know, my whole deal is that I'm a fun, silly boy, and I hope that carries over in the, in the album. It's called Cherubic for a reason. I hope that people uh, <laughs> feel that way. And uh, yeah, I've been doing my podcast. It's uh, called Bummer Boys, X Bummer X Boys X. It's a podcast that looks like a hardcore band. Um, and <laughs> like it's we're the just best two dudes. six and a half hours you'll ever listen to. <laughs> <laughs> we we we, yeah, we go for about an hour, an hour and a half. Sometimes it's like uh, we we tend to focus on like emo music. But my buddy Alex and I we. Uh, pick songs that made us sad that week and talk about why Good. and uh we we have guests on sometimes and it's been really cool like we've had uh singers of some of our favorite bands on and uh like you know um 
we've had some amazing comedian like Deb DiGiovanni just did an episode. It's oh, great. great. Yeah. Really sweet. Nice. So I've been finding ways to have fun and, and keep busy. Uh, but most of it lately has been uh, trying to convince people <laughs> to dupe this audience into thinking maybe I should buy this comedy record. Uh, and I think they should. That's a smart investment. Buy four. I think so, they should. <laughs> uh, I'm curious as to what it is about the genre of the comedy album. Um, because, like, you know, people can just go on YouTube and watch clips and stuff. Like, what is it about right. the album that drew you to want to do it, I guess, is my question. Um, I mean, ultimately, ideally, it would have been cool to be able to, like, do a special and have both, like, have what's the, the oh, you know what I learned from watching friggin' uh, the Unabomber show on Netflix was uh, <laughs> I wanted to eat my cake and have it too. The original <laughs> saying of that phrase. Um, I'd love to have my cake and eat it too. Uh, and, you know, have a special and then release the audio as like an album. Right. But um, nobody's giving me a special. Uh, nobody's looking at me and thinking this guy's a special guy that we need to put a special special. Um, I don't have money to invest into a special um, and that said, I do have an hour of very like, you know, solid material that works thematically that works in a way that flows that I think is a lot of fun and goofy. And I want to put that out there. I want people to listen to it. And it's more so something that people are going to listen to most likely on a commute. They're going to mm. be picking it mm. up, listen to it on the bus to work or, you know, on the drive and, you know, Hey, if you're going to have a listening party, listen to my album with some friends yeah wild go nuts have fun i encourage it and if you're on your commute just cackle on the metro by yourself and get a lot of weird looks that's what we're in the business of right oh people are gonna leave you alone they're gonna give you more than six feet i was so happy these uh listening to uh, an early cut of this album i actually recognized some of these jokes these are road tested jokes and i was happy (laughs) to be on the road on the road to the salt mines where they were all oh, yeah. tested uh some there's a I, bunch of them that that you sh- that you've been around for which it, one do you remember most do you think oh put me on the spot what was the one your dad uh, oh yeah the fishing oh, yeah, the one? opening the opening track yeah that yeah, yeah. <laughs> you only listened to the first track no 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 <laughs> he, he texted me about a bit eight tracks in earlier yeah i, I, I know was, you listened to it. i was going through them one at a time while i was cooking <laughs> Thank you. I don't think I got to the last one, but I was uh, definitely first dozen. So I feel like you would recognize the first and last one as like bits that, you know, for sure. Cause those are old, old bits that I like when rediscovering my voice and finding myself as like, Oh, I'm this, I'm a comic. I'm a comedian. I'm an artist, right? You're like, okay, I'm done. I'm done shaping myself based on other people's work. And um, I'm done molding myself after these people that I idolize uh, because what that helps is it serves as giving you a base and giving you like some tools to work with. Um, And then you're like, well, this is my voice. What do I want to do with it? And so those two bits like that I I end the album with and the one that that is like ostensibly the first joke of the album, which is the second track, right? It's uh, the dad thing that you talked about. Those are like the two first bits that I wrote uh, where I was like, this is, um, this is a new era for me. And it's the one I'm, I've been most excited for in the years I've been doing stand up. And then, you know, since then, and that must have been like 
God, it's crazy to say it, but like five or yeah. five, four or five years ago, um, where I really found the voice and thought, you know what, that's that's gonna be that's gonna be me. And uh, I feel like that's captured on the record. I feel like there's a couple, there's maybe one track that is older than that where I'm like, I'll get away with it. <laughs> I'll get there's there's two older tracks. One that was like a um, the bear joke that I do. That's the yeah. long long bear joke that is more in line with like me being ambitious about it early on and thinking I'm going to do that bit. You did um, that before Tig, Tig Notaro. Didn't wh- you? What do you mean? The oh bear. yeah, I did. I did yeah. that opening for her. Yeah. Um, I, I did that bit and then God, um, there's one that's on the album. That's kind of like, Oh, what if, what if we want to submit you to Sirius XM's more like after dark, uh comedy <laughs> and i'm like okay here's a joke about me being bad at sexting where you know that i know about sex here so so this is really like a demo reel of sorts as well as an album is what you're saying <laughs> oh yeah there's a track about loving fr- uh french canadian construction workers on there that i riffed the night of uh get me paid baby <laughs> they're, still, they're still fun bits they're just like silly still but um, if I had to pick bits that I was like, I've kind of outgrown, those are the ones that come to mind, right? Right away. But I do think that they're still silly and fun enough that I like, I had fun doing, and I had fun like reviving at the lead up of the recording. And I thought, you know what, the, like, there's some of the like more well-received bits on the album too. So I like, maybe I'm shooting myself in the foot by going this other direction. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember, uh, one of the ones that jumped out was the uh, the impressions, uh, the oh, long, right. uh, the buildup of having a dinner. It's like imagine what that would oh, sound yeah, like yeah. if this person and building up uh, this whole dinner party of vocally distinct people. But uh-huh. just to spoil it, the punchline is they're dead. But yeah. uh, but uh, I remember years ago well i am a master impressionist that's that's what that bit is is i set up all these dead celebrities and i do a great impression and i remember i think it was it might have been mclean's but you were saying hey i got this idea for this bit and you were pitching it to me and i'm like and then once you got to the punchline i was like okay that was worth the ride Uh, oh yeah the big big punchline steve patrick adams gave me the big button at the end of that one but uh it was uh it was definitely one that i workshopped at mclean's every week and people people kind of got tired of it at that like after a little while because i kept trying to do it right it was that one and then this other one (laughs) this other one that never got off the ground where i was like uh talking about how uh pimple popping videos have more views on youtube than some of my favorite uh, stand-up specials right. uh, and how we're never going to be more popular than the universal sensation of squeezing skin just like that's the that's the line and so your reactions to this make me feel like uh their audiences are correct but i do think that i am i'm still working on it still like even years and years later yeah. that i'm like i think i'm gonna crack this one at some point just like i've told you about a joke that i've <laughs> this joke that like eight years ago i came yeah. up with that I still haven't cracked. I haven't figured it out, but it's um, the hack uh, hypnotist, the the guy who goes to a hypnotist who's a hack comedian. Right. So, like I, he goes in very vague. He's like, hey, hypnotist, why don't you t- 
take care of all my bad habits. And then it turns out he's a comedian. It's like, so I went to this uh, party recently and then he clucks like a chicken. And it's just uh, every time he, like the hypnotist made him cluck like a chicken whenever he does anything that's like a bad habit. So this hack is subconsciously judging himself and he knows that they're a bad habit because he's the one that picks what the habit, what habits are bad. And in the end, he's just so like, all I, like the, what it is right now is like uh, he's so determined to continue performing that he just like does jokes in the cadence of stand up, but while clucking like a chicken yeah. so for like a minute, <laughs> I'm clucking like a chicken. Basically, I memorize a Seinfeld bit, and I do this the way he does the bit, <laughs> clucking like a chicken. And, What's but the deal? That's, What's I, the yeah, yeah. So it's like. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's a bit that like hasn't worked every time but it's definitely one that i've been excited for for nearly a decade at this point but has every time i've tried it i've been dissuaded I'm going to ask about alt comedy here in just one minute. Uh, so don't you worry. We're going to figure out what that's all about. But first, let's cut to a track from Mike's album. Stand-up comedy is a weird thing to be able to do. I've been doing it for some time now, and there's a lot that you get to experience, right? There's some milestones you get to hit. Not everybody gets to hit them. Not everybody gets to do them in the same order. It's a beautiful thing, right? I've been thinking a lot about a milestone that I, I'm hoping to hit, and I really hope is in my future, and that is performing stand-up on a late-night talk show. I would love to do a stand-up set, and uh, I th it's because I've been thinking about it a lot. I think I'd be really good at it, and if anybody here wants it, just, uh, just let me do it. Give me. <laughs> I just want it. Give me. I'll take it. <laughs> I've been thinking about it a lot. I know what I want to do. I know what I'm going to do, okay? If they book me, they'll call my name. I'll walk out on stage. I'll stand up straight. I'm going to smile. And I'm going to begin my act with the people who do closed captioning in mind when I say, help. <laughs> I've been kidnapped and I'm trapped in a subtitling facility somewhere in Montana. <laughs> They've also taken my wife and children, and I don't know where they are. <laughs> if you could please send any help to... Isn't it crazy how many differences there are between men and women? <laughs> there are so many differences between men and women. Allow me to list the ways in which, thank God, that was a close one. The guard patrolling my area got a little too close, and the last guy who tried to type out for help got his thumbs cut off. As you'd imagine, I'd like to keep my, isn't it crazy how if somebody calls themselves a dog person or a cat person, apparently it's rude if you ask to see their tail? I mean... What's the deal with another close call? I can't keep doing this. Please send as much. No, get away from me. You can't have my thumbs. Give me back my son. Where's my wife? No! <laughs> so that's what I think I would do on late night. I really think that would be... That'd be a fun thing, right? 
It'd be pretty fun. I'd like to do a thing where I just want one couple, right? One couple, they're in bed, one's asleep, the other's watching TV, late night talk show, low volume, <laughs> captions on, because they're a good person. And then he just sees this. He's like, oh my God, honey, wake up. Honey, wake up, wake up. No, it's something, I don't know, something's going on in Montana. I just don't... Yeah, there are differences between men and women. It's just... It's, It was all a cover. He was just, uh, what's this? Well, I'll be a fool. <laughs> this little dummy got me with his pranks and his goof him up, so. Now he got me. Oh, go back to sleep. I'm sorry. Mike Carrozza. Um, Correct. That the is king me. of alt comedy in Toronto. <laughs> what? I can't claim that crown. What? I Come on. Listeners, um, no, no, no. We we don't want the prince. We don't want the duke. We don't want the 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 jingle jangle jester of don't alt we comedy. Want the yeah, don't don't we want the jester? Listen, fucks. We want the king <laughs> of alt comedy. Did you, ah. did you say fucks or did you call us cucks? Fox. He fu- called us fucks. Okay, good. That's, fucks. that's better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's better. I don't yeah. care if we're fucking or we're cucking. I just want to know somebody. Please or if explain. we're clucking, am I right, folks? Here we go. <laughs> Chickens everywhere. <laughs> Somebody tell me what's alt comedy because I thought the alternative <laughs> to comedy was tragedy. I mean, the thing is, alternate alt comedy isn't a, like the, the word is means nothing anymore. It used to be alternative comedy was like comedy that refers to the fact that you're watching comedy something that's right. like you're it's got like that brechtian element where you're recognizing that you're being entertained or acknowledges the fourth wall acknowledges the structure of it but now alternative comedy is like that's not a thing like every all comedies all comedy at this point we won except uh, <laughs> but we all lost um, at the same yeah. time oh yeah you're telling me that the comics would go up and hey free speech that's like technically alternative comedy to do um, like Nick DiPaolo's special where he, he's like flipping off a dead Black Lives Matter guy in his like art. Like it's crazy, crazy. Like Nick DiPaolo did like a, a terrorist blowing up a, a van joke and was like, what? It's freedom of speech. You can't get a, what? You can't say that? Technically him addressing the fact that you just heard a joke is yeah. alternative. And yeah. so alternative means nothing at this point. But the spirit of alternative comedy as i've always taken it to mean as i always wanted it to be was that there's alternative comedy is as meta as you can get it's um and the spirit of it is kind of playful and that's not always the case like mark maron is mm-hmm. an alternative comic because he discussed his day-to-day life and read off notebooks and 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 you know was doing what he did but in my experience, what I would like to do in my comedy is like, sure, I'm going to be uh, like as immersive as possible, but you're going to remember, like, I'm going to remind you that you're watching a show that you, I, this mm-hmm. is performance. So there's going to be like, you know, it, it's like how Hannibal Burris um, did a bit on my name is Hannibal, where he like said, my roommate, uh, you know, did this. And then he's like, I know in that last bit, I said, I live alone. I like to establish different realities for my, my jokes, you know, that kind of thing. And you're like, that's 
Hannibal Buress is one like he, he that's alternative as hell. Um, right. So anyway, that said, like alternative comedy as I've come to know it, as I've come to kind of just like accept it for myself has been that the work is going to be um, self-referential, obviously, mm-hmm. playful and kind of being a meta joke about comedy or about the medium rather than the content. So like in one of the jokes on the album, I do a bit about uh, what I would do if I was ever on late night, uh, if I ever got a spot on late night. And then the joke isn't about what I would like, what I'm really doing. It becomes a joke about how I'm doing a set with the people who do closed captioning on mind. And then I could cock this whole situation where there's a hostage typing subtitles and <laughs> like that's but so it's a joke around the format rather than yeah. you know so um that's what alternative is is means to me in spirit that was mike carosa folks and this has been a very special bonus episode of half a star be sure to go check out cherubic available september 4th get this album and get this boy number one on i friggin tunes go mike we're trying to start a feud with metallica let's go he's ben he's justin and this has been a bonus half a star.